Welcome to episode uh, 192 of Shanlin on Batman. I am Justin Shanlin, and today we have Forbes' own Mark Hughes. Uh, please welcome to the podcast the very great and the very powerful Mark Hughes as he is chugging the largest <laughs> bottle of water. Or is that eggnog? Are you? Is that eggnog? Are you? I'm not fest getting festive yet. No, this is definitely this is my metal water bottle. Shout out to Gail Ann Hurd for inspiring me to go with uh all metal instead of uh recyclable reused wa- uh, plastic bottles so. so a lot of a lot since the last time we talked there's been like i mean we talk all the time but like since the last time like officially talked on the podcast um there has been a lot of changes at warner brothers discovery um and we definitely gonna be discussing like peter saffron and i, I am i saying that correctly is it is it is it saffron or saffron or Saffron, I believe, yes. Uh, I'm not so, positive, but I, that's that's how I've heard it pronounced. Um, so talk about Saffron. that, the James Gunn stuff, but I'm more curious your thoughts about the news about Superman because it like Henry Cavill was like, hey, I'm coming back as Superman. And then like there was like a report like two or three days ago. I was like, hey, Superman's not coming back. <laughs> right. Um, well, I think the thing to remember about this uh, two things to remember about this are, first of all, that uh, Umberto's article in The Wrap, Umberto Gonzalez broke the uh, the story uh, and got the exclusive for The Wrap that said Cavill is not signed on for additional projects and that there's currently no movement on a new Superman movie. And... That's what it, it didn't say. It's not going to happen. It didn't say Henry Cavill is not going to be. It didn't say anything about that. And it didn't make any prediction about what was going to happen. All Umberto actually said was uh, right now, contrary to what fans and fan, a lot of fan sites are saying and to how it sounded and the implication of Henry Cavill's video as of now, there's no signed contract for between him and Warner Brothers for him to play Superman in other movies for certain. And there are currently no moving plans in development for a Superman movie starring Henry Cavill. That's what the report said. It just said, as of right now, that's not happening. Uh, and... So it didn't make a prediction. Now, as of what is ha- if, if what is ha- the answer to what is happening with Superman is actually surprisingly simple. Uh, right now, nobody knows except James Gunn <laughs> and Peter Safran because, uh, as James Gunn said publicly yesterday, he tweeted out specifically, "Anyone telling you that they know what's going to happen, it's bullshit." Nobody knows except me and Peter, period. He said that. Nobody else but the two of them knows. And that should instantly tell you a lot of things. It doesn't tell you what's going to happen, but it tells you what is currently not in the process of happening. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it could start happening once they have their plans. But right now, it's not possible for there to be signed contracts for Henry Cavill to appear as Superman in a sequel movie or anything like that because the plans for which movies to make have not been finished yet. Mm-hmm. Gunn and Saffron are going to make that decision. They are developing a plan. And if nobody else knows what that plan is, how could anyone else have a signed deal in place for a specific DC project if no one but the two of them knows yet and they have not yet presented their plan, which is another thing he confirmed about uh, Umberto's story in the rap is James Gunn publicly said, yes, it is true and accurate that they are going to present their plans to Warner Brothers in the next two months. And he said, currently, nobody but the two of them knows what the plans are. Mm-hmm. So that means any project that's not in the works already. So that's all that the, any of this means. And fans are getting into arguments and fights and insisting that there's this and there's that. Nobody knows. Anyone telling you they know is lying to you. Anyone who tells you they know or that they have a source who confirms something to them is happening definitely or isn't going to happen definitely, they're lying. Mm-hmm. Or or they're being misled by somebody who is lying to them mm-hmm. uh, about having knowledge because nobody they, has that knowledge. Yeah, because they just started making these plans very, what, like, what is it, the 21st, so like 20 days ago is when they started making these plans. So yeah, that, it's, their contract started November 1st, correct? Mm-hmm. So um, that's correct. So and nobody knows. Nobody knows what it is yet. And they have not told anybody yet. So that means it's not possible for anyone to. And that's all Umberto was saying in his article. And everything I've heard matches up to that, that as of right now, nothing is in place because it's impossible for anything to be in place like that. Because the the plan and the decisions haven't been made yet by the new leadership, and they have not told anyone what they're doing. So, you know, other than that, they've said which things are guaranteed. They've told you which things are confirmed. There's a new season of Peacemaker, for example, coming out. Uh, There is uh, going to be a sequel to The Batman, and there are going to be the the Batman spinoff shows, Gun and Saffron. Confirm that the Joker sequel is happening. Other than these few things, though, nothing else is determined. So that that should tell anyone that if someone tells you this is happening, they can't tell you that. And it doesn't matter if you point to this statement or that statement by somebody in the past. Anything before and done or said prior to James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over, anything prior to that is irrelevant because now there's new leadership with a new plan. The only things confirmed are the things they told us, which are that handful of things I mentioned. They specifically mentioned those things uh, in the in their statements when they took when they announced as CEO, co-CEOs. So anything they haven't confirmed, like anything Henry Cavill hinted at or The Rock hinted at or anyone else hinted at, doesn't matter now. There's new leadership in town. They have, they're making their own plan and they confirmed nobody knows the plan except them. So 
That's all you need to know. There's no further grounds for anyone to argue or debate it. I think it's kind of beyond debatable. Um, so be before we get on to like what plans you think or anything, how do you think that these, the talks between Peter and James in the studio progress? Because I knew, I know that there was a report that it was basically Dan Lynn's job to lose. And then Dan Lynn, he kind of was like, they could, they came to like an impasse you know, in regards to like the overall deal, it sounds like. Yeah. What do you, what do you, do you think that they, <laughs> that, they, that uh, Zaslav had like a backup plan? Like, hey, if this falls through, because it sounds like they had. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I'll say what I, my understanding is that while they were talking to Lynn, they had backups and were tentatively had feelers out. Mm -hmm. uh so it, it does sound like it was not just they weren't just this is it and we don't know what we're going to do if there's no plan b if david if lynn says no uh if, then there's no plan b uh i don't think uh zaslav went into it that way my understanding is that they had that that there was they had they knew there were several options and directions to go in and it was lynn, it was lynn's uh to lose apparently at the time but uh, I actually think that it worked out best for everybody as it is, because I think having uh, a director, having someone like Gunn involved, who's been a, a director and a producer and a writer, he's going to have a different relationship and a different insight into the whole process and what it takes and into these characters as a fan himself as well that I think has been lacking in a lot of, in not all of the previous leadership, but a lot of the previous leadership. I think he's going to be a lot more aware and sensitive to the nuances of working with artists and their projects and what needs to get done. And I think that's going to really be a big benefit, but he's also someone who has very clear ideas and Saffron the same way. They, they know what they want and what they expect and they know how to get that and how to make it happen. My, my, I guess my only concern, and like we can talk about this if you want to. My only concern is like I'm very much entrusting my hopes into James Gunn. Um, I didn't like, and I think we've had the, this conversation before, where I, I, I think I told you like to for me and my money and for my you know opinion, I always felt like Walter, and like this is not trying to like you know, throw Walter Hamada under the bus. But I always felt like Walter played things a little too conservatively in regards to, yes, he did get Aquaman. He did do Shazam, but like the idea of him and like, there was like a report that, you know, the rock wins like, Hey, can we put, you know, Henry Cavill in, you know, black Adam and Walter was like, no, like to me, like things just felt like a little too conservative where it feels like James is going to be a little bit more, swinging for the fences so to speak you know the baseball term like he's gonna you know he's gonna be trying to hit those home runs but I guess my only concern is is he going to and maybe this is a you know a question better for you than you know for me is do you think that he's going to be able to do like the main characters because let's be honest like James a lot of people argue that his best work is the obscure characters, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Peacemaker, the Suicide Squad. Do you think that he, he will be able to trans, translate, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, Batgirl, you know, all those like big heavy hitters in regards to DC heroes? Or do you think that he's going to still kind of take, you know, like, because 
I, I think someone posted like a picture of like, oh, you know, Batmite's going to be, you know, the next, you know, wave of DC films. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think that it's going to be those big yeah. heroes or do you think this is going to be more like obscure things? That's, I guess that's my only concern. I think, I think it's going to be, I think he is bringing exactly the right sensibilities that they need right now uh, to DC because I think part of what made Marvel so successful is Marvel mined the depth of their characters and their stories. They have these decades and decades of stories out there and uh, of characters. But when you think about DC, there's a few exceptions and, you know, a few great exceptions. But for the most part, when it comes to live action DC movies, it's been almost entirely Superman, 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 Batman, 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 Superman, Batman, Superman, Batman. And other than that, the few that have gotten made have been the ones that were also, for the most part, not all, but for the most part, it was the most popular characters. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, that's who gets the solo, you know, the big budget solo films. And all the attention on him, and then look at the fandom. You know, Superman, despite as many times as he's been in movies, despite the fact that he's constantly on TV, there's almost no period where there wasn't a live-action Superman series on TV or a version of him on some show. It's been going for decades, uh, nonstop. Superman has gotten tons of attention in the comic books and in the movies nonstop and on TV, and yet we go a year without a Superman movie and Superman fans are saying, why is it Windsor new Superman? I feel like the character's not getting his due. I don't feel like they're, they're doing enough to do it. And it's like, man, <laughs> Marvel's over here saying, why don't we try this character? Let's try this character. And it's nothing but net every time they're hitting success after success with it. And DC has been reluctant to get outside of their comfort zone. And that's where I think Marvel, what Marvel is being innovative and taking big swings with stuff, as you put it, uh, about whether, you know, will he be able to? And I think James Gunn has the reason that his work with the Guardians and with Suicide Squad, he knows these characters. And I think he can look at a property and tell what is going to really, I mean, that the Suicide Squad, I know there's people out there who diss that movie. I'm, I don't care. I think they're wrong. That movie is spectacular and the scope and scale of it and that it's full blown comic book movie, superhero movie. It pulls characters and stuff. Starro is in this movie, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's amazing. It's great. If he can do that on that epic of a scale uh, and tell those stories that well. And the character arcs that are baked into all of this, it's all so good. He really cares about what makes people tick. And he knows the best stories are the ones that really get into what makes these characters tick and putting them in a room with these other characters that are interesting and seeing the combustion and the chemical, you know, the sparks that fly around. He does that very well. And if he can do that with these characters from the comics, and he does a pretty good job of translating them. Pretty good is an understatement. He does a fantastic job translating those personalities from the comics, distilling what is it that makes them tick and what will really have the biggest impact and make them really work on the big screen for a big audience. I think, I think, 
James Gunn knows that. He knows how to tell those stories. And I think having him at the helm picking which stories are we going to tell for which characters and how do they fit together the best? Mm -hmm. That's what he does best. So as a storyteller, so I don't think he's going to have any, if he's that good at it with these other characters, imagine how good he's going to be at it with the characters that have the biggest library of content and that we've seen all these different times and that we're waiting for this really unique strong version that finally comes through in a blockbuster way that engages the popular audience in the mainstream not just fans no diss on fans it's just the reality of the business is if you want to if you want to make the kind of money marvel makes you inherently have to appeal beyond just the fan base and appeal to the biggest global audience he knows how to do that mm -hmm. i think he's proven that he knows how to do that and so uh that's i i trust him with the character i trust him for that vision of the dcu i can love what's come before i can regret that we didn't get more of it and yet also say i'm excited as hell finally we have leadership that understands what needs to happen to get DC movies and a DC universe that works as well as a version of DC as the MCU works for what Marvel is and what their world is. Do you think, do you think he's going to be, cause they're putting a plan together. So it sounds like, and like, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like James, James Gunn is going to be the one who's basically taking over all creative. He's going to be the creative voice in the room, and it's going to be Peter who's going to be more the business side of it, dealing with yes. you know, the actual production of films. He's going to be dealing with the, you know, probably the toys, the merchandising of it, you know, the, the, you know, the deal makings, you know, dealing with agents and actors and directors. Do you think that James is going to be inside the writing room? Do you think there's going to be like a writing room? Because you always hear about Marvel. Kevin, he's always in the writing room and he always gets last edit of like all those films. Like if you don't, if you don't know, like Kevin yeah. is the final say on like what yes. in the writing room, like he might have, you know, you know, a director, you know, to direct, you know, Ant-Man 3, but he's gets final say on right. how those, how those films you know, get edited. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that, do you think James is going to have that as well? Or do you think that's going to be more DeLuca or Zaslav or? No, I think, I think what's going to happen is that's another reason that I think James Gunn, I'm, I never saw James Gunn coming as the choice. I did not expect it. Yeah. But as soon as it happened, it felt so right to me. And this is another reason. And it's a great point to bring up. So thanks for bringing the conversation around to that because what, Kevin Feige does, as you said, yes, Kevin Feige, he's in the editing bay and he does, uh, he's, I, I think for, and I don't understand the intricacies of it, but for a lot of reasons, uh, but including the fact that you just as producers are more limited in what other credits they can take in certain ways um, and by, by the guilds. So uh, regardless, you, you're not really going to see Kevin Feige's name on there as film editor or story editor and things like that all the time but yes he's always got fine you're not going to see a marvel movie come out that doesn't have his stamp of approval on it mm -hmm. how much he's involved and has to be involved depends on the project and who's making it he apparently uh sam raimi when he, sam raimi made uh, no way home apparently that was 
one of the examples of uh along with the russos when kevin had to have be the least in the room and was like this is what i want someone that i can tell them how what i need they know how to execute my vision within the framework of their own vision and he was so happy about that yes Doctor Strange in the mouth of Matt in the multiverse of madness. Um, I wish that that's such a great porn name. <laughs> well, that's you know the movie, the uh, the 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 story, uh, the mouth, uh, the mountain of madness, and then there's the uh, the mouth of madness is uh, uh, a movie, oh. and uh, then the multiverse of madness is a play on the mountain and the mouth. Uh, so the, uh, James, to me, James Gunn is on the one hand, what Kevin Feige, the idea of someone who has this vision and knows like, this is exactly what I want it to be, how it leads to look everything. He's got all of that, but as a director and as a writer, I don't think he's going to insert himself every time into the process directly to shape the final outcome as much the way Kevin Feige does. I think one of the differences in how he's going to approach it, how I expect James Gunn to approach it, is I think he's going to give the filmmakers, he's going to let the directors have more of the final edit say so i don't think it will be quite as controlled and shaped as marvel's is which is not a criticism of marvel no. that's what they're pro that's what they want and what they need and it's worked out fantastic and i love the movies uh but i think james gunn is going to instead he's gonna they're gonna develop the plans and as you said gunn will be overseeing the creative and artistic side uh saffron will be more uh as my understanding is that he's it's going to be about the money and the the business side and and that kind of stuff and uh some of the marketing side of the things so and i think that's great to separate it so that gun doesn't have to worry about those aspects of it he's got somebody that he's like hey this is what we're going to do and somebody who's like here's what the budget is here's what it, where it needs to go and so on so my expectation is he's going to they're going to have this plan he's going to know what he wants done artistically on the films and then they're going to reach out to filmmakers they believe have the sort of artistic vision to to create and give put their own vision on the screen mm -hmm. but knowing that that vision is going to is likely to align with what they want and then gun will of course presumably will lay out like here's what we want here's how we need it to work etc cetera, etc cetera. here's some of the other plans and then within the broad framework of what the DC universe is going to be going forward and in the specifics of characters and stories he wants told, he'll reach out and select the best filmmakers to carry that out mm -hmm. with their own vision, you know, and shaping it using their own artistic vision for it. So, yeah, I think it'll be it'll play out different from how Kevin Feige does uh, things at Marvel. But I do think that there's also a similarity there and that one of the things that makes Gunn perfect for the job is that he can do that. And he's going to come in with such a strong, he's going to know what he wants and needs to happen. Just like when you look at his films, he does his own storyboarding of his movies. He can see the entire movie in his head. And if you look at his storyboards, look at some of the extras on Guardians of the Galaxy uh, volume two there's a great making of that shows and compares his drawings of his own storyboarding of how he wants it to be 
to the film. It's exactly what you see on the screen is the movie that played in his head before he ever finished writing it or, or before he ever shot a frame of it. He had it. He scripts it and he storyboards it. And I think he's going to essentially do that, the equivalent, artistic equivalent of that, not literally, but he'll know this is the DC universe that I want to create. Here's what it looks like. Here's how it needs to play out. He's going to know exactly how Superman needs to be done. He's going to know what he wants Batman to be. He's going to have those ideas and it's going to be in his head and he will find the right people to make it come to life. You said Batman and this is a Batman podcast. Uh so, um, you know, pretty moronic not to ask you, you know, questions about James Gunn and the plans going forward with Batman. Do you think, do you think that James is going to ask Affleck to come back? I know I, we've kind of like regurgitated this stuff all the time, but now Henry's back. So if Henry comes back, you know, there might be, you know, Ben might take a look at, you know, the leadership and say, hey, you know, if there's a good story to tell, you know, like, you know, I'd be interested. Or do you think, do you think that he just goes and he looks at a actor like a John Hamm or maybe like an Andrew Lincoln to kind of take over, you know, a DC version, uh, like a DCU version? Or do you think he's like, oh, what Matt Reeves is doing over there and that, you know, part of the world? You know, let's just take, let's pluck him out of that world and put them in like this DCU. Like, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? That's, uh, yeah, I, well, I, I want to reiterate again, this is all speculation because nobody knows what's going to happen except for, you know, the, the, one, the guys, the two guys that are writing this right now. But my, I, I think there's a few things that are true that we know are true like we know certain movies are finished that are coming out next year we know certain projects are already greenlit and are moving forward uh they've confirmed that so because those movies have to those movies do exist and have to release and are going to come out and these other projects are going to get made and released that tells us certain things for the next few years are going to be happening because of that we also know they're writing a new plan to move forward. Well, if they're going to present those plans sometime around probably toward the end of the year uh, or early next year, um, and within two months, they said, uh, and Gunn confirmed the two-month period is correct. So it's going to be roughly, it's going to be next year before they can start really reaching out and making contact with people to set projects up right? That's fair to say. It's also fair to say none of the scripts for these things will have been written yet. So they'll have to get people, get filmmakers, get writers, and then get the projects done. And from the, that tells me that if, even if they've got the, you know, the plans turned in by January 1st, boom, now they've got to spend months prepping it and then months writing it. So getting into production, I don't think any of the new projects that they'll be in their plan. If whatever new stuff they come up with that doesn't exist yet, that's planned, probably couldn't get into production before next summer or next fall at the earliest is my guess. Mm -hmm. That means, and then it's going to be into the next year, 2024, before it would be done. So nothing could be released in, uh, from the new plan, presumably until probably late 2024 or sometime in 2025. So we've got two to three years 
that they've got to fill with other content. And some of that stuff is made already and is coming out. Some of it's going to be made and coming out. So what that tells me is the current DCEU as it exists is going to continue existing at least probably through that time. I don't believe they will say, stop releasing movies, no more projects, let's just let everything lay fallow for a few years. Okay, we know that's not going to happen, almost certainly not happening. Mm -hmm. So we can expect the current DC universe to continue for at least two to three more years. Does that mean... So what I think is going to happen is they're going to go ahead and have some additional content created because there's not enough currently to fill all of that time, I don't think. Mm -hmm. uh, not as much as they would want, probably. So they can safely let a few more projects move forward within the current DCEU. So I think it makes sense that they will probably, in my opinion, maintain the current DC universe for probably about three more years and continue with movies in that universe, which means they could potentially say, let's do one more Henry Cavill movie. Let's do it. It's probably going to make money. We'll do a good one or whatever. We'll probably get a few more movies, which means they'll probably, at this point, The Rock is going to want to have Henry Cavill at least appear in a movie with him and fight. That'll probably happen because they've got enough time. They've got enough years. Mm -hmm. Why not? You know, that's something we can put on the screen. So they'll at least probably, I think, close out the current DC movies and universe. Even if they're going to reboot from scratch, we'll have a few more years of this content coming. Then my guess is what they'll probably do. This is my guess. Uh, there's they're going to do another Wonder Woman movie, probably a third movie, and that'll probably end that Wonder Woman. They'll probably release this Aquaman movie. That'll probably end this Aquaman movie. Uh, I think they'll maybe do a Black Adam versus Superman so that the and Shazam will all be in a movie together. That could happen. That could be a Superman sequel for me. They could make the Man of Steel part two be that he team that he fights. And he teams up with Shazam to fight Black Adam, who makes a heel turn in that movie. Something of that nature, I figure, will happen. Um, Blue Beetle will come out. Flash comes out. So there'll be some of these movies, and I think they'll make a few additional ones and final sequels that will close it out. And then I think they'll relaunch a new DC universe. That's what I think they'll do. I think James Gunn sees the potential to both do some final stuff that's great with what exists, close it out. And then sometime around 2025 to 2027 in that range, it'll probably reboot. And here's my guess. My guess is they're going to look at the Batman universe and say, this is our chance to do what we didn't do before and should have potentially, arguably, maybe should have done, which is we had the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises the Man of Steel came out. We should have put the Man of Steel into the Dark Knight universe, made a deal with Chris Nolan, whatever it took to get him to say, go ahead, bring back Christian Bale, have him come back, you know, the joke have the Joker broke out, uh, cripples or kills uh uh Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. That can be the impetus for Batman realizing I should have stayed and trained him next time. That's what I need to do. Find somebody younger. That could be setting up Robin and why he has a Robin in his in the Dark Knight universe. But put that Batman, have him come back. 
Christian Bale's Batman be the one that's in that universe and have used the Dark Knight universe to then branch the Man of Steel and then from there bring Wonder Woman in, then have everything branch out of all that. They had that opportunity and they didn't go that route. And I still, that's not a diss on what happened. I love how everything worked out and I love the movies we got, but arguably from a business standpoint and a creative standpoint, they had a billion dollar Batman franchise. They just had the Man of Steel godfathered by Chris Nolan. Do what you have to do to continue and merge those. Now they have the chance to say, ah, Matt Reeves has built another Batman universe that is kind of like a a redo of what could have happened if Nolan's Batman had kept going. We've kind of got something similar to that, but he's willing to push the boundaries and say, how can we make the seemingly fantastical people fit into our world? Nolan wasn't really interested in doing that. Matt Reeves is interested in seeing how far can we go with that and still make it believable in our world, but still fantastical. What would the fantastical look like in this world? He's already pushing that boundary. If they could make a deal with him to flesh out and do whatever he wants and control the whole Batman corner of DC, if he agreed to let them use that as a foundation for now, here come aliens, now Superman's here, now Wonder Woman, maybe... And I think that's I think that they might do that. I think they they might go ahead and get Matt Reeves to say, sure, sure, you can let's figure out how this stuff could look. Let's figure out. And then he gets to do it, keep his stuff grounded. And then every so often his Batman comes and crosses over for Justice League or for team ups. But for the most part, do what they do in comics, Batman and his you know, world of bat characters, that's his domain. And the other heroes know, stay out unless Batman asks you to come in. Otherwise, stay out of Gotham City. That's his territory. And everybody sticks to that in the comics, mostly. So do that in the movies and it works fine. And then you can have your Batman world that does its stuff, pushes the boundaries within that. And then over here, we've got all the other characters. They cross over when they need to. And I think Matt Reeves would go for that. Uh, especially if he had a blank check to develop anything else he wants at Warner Brothers. Uh, and if he's told you can do your Batman world, you can do your Batman TV shows, anything you want, but let us build off of that. I think he I think he would go for that. And I think there's an argument that it's a way to rectify what maybe that they kind of wish they had done previously.